0: Hello and welcome to Abemus Papam, episode 239, Alexander VIII. Dear brothers and sisters, annuncio vobis, annuncio vobis, annuncio vobis gaudium magnum, gaudium magnum, gaudium magnum, abemus papam. So if you remember from last week, we have a fight with France over Gallicanism, where the king of France is kind of taking the rights and prerogatives of the church and resulted in the seizure of the papal city of Avignon. We haven't talked about Avignon for a while, but there it is. And we have this fight against nepotism in the church that Innocent Eleventh uh, tried to like really drive home, but was unable to, to really bring about a good change. And so both of those storylines will continue in today's papacy. Today's pope was born Pietro Ottoboni on April 22nd, 1610 in Venice. His family was well-to-do, and since Pietro was the youngest, he was intended from an early age for a career in the church. He studied canon and civil law in Padua and was put into the service of the papal bureaucracy thanks to the patronage of a Venetian cardinal. Once there, he flourished. It turns out he loved the law. He was really good at it. And his documents and decisions were actually collected and published. That's how good he was. He was making good connections, too, in Rome, to the point that he was made a cardinal by Pope Innocent X on February 19th, 1652. And then a couple of years later, he was named the Bishop of Brescia. He served as the Bishop of Brescia for 10 years, and he was a good diocesan bishop and quite rigid in regards to anything heretical. In 1664, he was relieved of his diocese by Pope Alexander VII, who called him back to Rome. He was then a member of the so-called flying squadron of cardinals, and he became quite influential to the point that when Blessed Innocent XI tried to stamp out definitively nepotism, Cardinal Ottoboni, who was the head of the Inquisition of the time, was able to thwart him and prevent a lot of the Pope's reforms that he didn't like from getting too far. But on the other hand, he was very much on the Pope's side and did a lot to help him in the conflict with France. He was absolutely opposed to any form of Gallicanism, and he made sure the Pope knew it, but at the same time, his opposition to the Pope in other areas— drew him closer to King Louis XIV of France. So when it comes to the next election, around 1689, the death of Blessed Innocent XI, Cardinal Ottoboni was in a really good position. The majority of cardinals did not want the radical reforms of Innocent the Eleventh, and they knew who was the one who led the charge against them. The pro-French cardinals were okay with Ottoboni as well, especially since he negotiated really skillfully with them during the conclave to make them think that he was on their side, and on October 6th, 1689, he was elected unanimously the Pope. He took the name Pope Alexander VIII. Now, immediately upon being elected, Pope Alexander worked to restore the relationship between Rome and France, and he seemed to be getting somewhere. Politically, Louis XIV didn't want to fight with the Pope. He had too many other fights going on in Europe. He restored Avignon to the papacy, backed down on some of his other demands, and in general, he was fairly conciliatory. And this we'll see as apparent for a couple papacies now of the Pope and the, the French king becoming closer. The Pope, in turn, elevated one of Louis's closest advisors to the rank of cardinal. But the Pope was still pretty firm against Gallicanism, condemning it again in 1690, even after this rapprochement with the French. At the same time, nepotism was back, and in a big way, the Pope appointed his nephews and grandnephews to all the major positions in papal bureaucracy. But nepotism isn't too much longer for this story, but there is this kind of reaction against it, and it costs time, money, and influence in Rome nephews aren't necessarily the best qualified people in papal bureaucracy and it costs a lot of money to aggrandize your friends and family members and that's all about we have to say about pope alexander the eighth he died on february 1st 1691 after a papacy of a little under two years he was buried in saint peter's basilica he was succeeded by pope innocent the 12th who we will talk about next week Thank you for listening to our famous Popham. You can find the rest of the Catholic Link podcast at catholiclink.org, on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you, and God bless you.